Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's June the 1st. Happy birthday to me. It's time for your Impact Wrestling post-show. It's good to be Impact. It, I, listen, it's good to be Impact as long as you're ready, willing, and able to commit to a whole lot of shows clumped tightly together because under siege was this past friday cresta and i did have our post show and then we have impact tonight next week we have of course on thursday the impact post show along with uh the post ring of honor show and then the next night being the friday will be the post against all odds show because apparently impact is running show after show after show after show after show and we love Impact, so we're going to cover it. Cresta Star is with me, as she always is. How are you, Cresta Star? Now that you've ran off all of that wrestling, all I could think of, and I don't think you've ever seen Bad Girls Club, but there's a clip of it where someone says, I didn't get no sleep because of y'all, and y'all ain't getting no sleep because of me. And that's how I feel about wrestling right now. Like, I, my weekends, who needs them? I'm going to be at home watching Impact. And they did a good job of stacking up against all odds so close. Who needs sleep? Who needs a weekend? Not me. Not me either. I haven't slept in days. I took a nap this afternoon because I'm so sleep deprived. I love that for you. <laughs> Look in my eyes. What do you see? Sleep deprived daddy is what you see. Okay. That was a good one. That was a Thank happy you. birthday, Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, we love Joel. We love Joel. Anyway, let's go. There is wall-to-wall -wall wrestling coming up. Like I said, we will be here next week for the post-impact wrestling show on Thursday, and then we will be here on Friday for the post-against-all-odds show stacked card. We will run it down this week because it appears they've already set the card, and then oh. next week we'll give our predictions. But why not start, as we always do, with BTI and Mr. George Iceman? And by the way, I knew exactly where Mr. Iceman was filming this week. Are you being a creep, Joel? No, I just happened to know he was in downtown Toronto. And I was like, because he had the, the um, Universal Music Canada sign behind him. He was filming Upward. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly where that is. You couldn't, I would have been fooled. I'm like, maybe they're in California. You would think so because, A, the weather was beautiful. And like uh -huh. he had pseudo palm tree looking stuff. Yeah. You know? I get it. And then I just looked around. I was like, wait a minute. 
that's Liberty Village. I know exactly where he is. Anthem's offices are like right there. So uh, that's probably what. Gets past you, Joel. No, uh, I will say this before we talk about um, George Iceman. I have never seen BTI run the recap where they did it entirely in black and white. I just happened to have it on the whole time. And when they recapped Macklin versus PCO, they showed that whole clip that even the post-match clip in black and white. Macklin was so bloody that they had, I've never seen that. Holy cow. That's all I wanted to bring up. Had to get them past the censors on YouTube. Otherwise that show was not airing. And not even YouTube because they aired the show, I think on, they show it on access. Either way, like wherever they yeah. show it, it needed to get past some censors in order to get clearance. And I get it. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. It kind of make it look, it kind of made it look more menacing, which was like, yikes. I don't want to see that in color. I could watch it in black and white, not in color, your honor. I'd watch it in black and white. Well, you're talking about the black and white finish. Well, George Iceman says that there's no Scott Demore because he'll take time off due to the injuries he sustained from the flaming table incident. And Bully Ray is going to explain why he did what he did at the top of the show. But, of course, with no Scott Demore, will the inmates run the asylum? And I'm like, well, I mean, last time they tried, Santino showed up. And Santino's still on the show, as far as I can tell. Cool yeah, now. like, Santino's there. Unless, unless Dangle's going to, nah, Dangle already tried to take him out. He doesn't die, so, ugh. Santino doesn't die. Anyway, uh, hey, by the way, we don't die either. But we will appreciate it if you leave a thumbs up on the video. And if you want to support us here at Fightful.com, go ahead, leave us a super chat here on the video, any question or statement, any amount gets your question or statement right on the air, easy for me to say, or go to humperchats.com. That is where Cresta pipes in and tells you all about it. You're going to type your fingers over at humperchats.com. You're going to be like, Joel, Cresta, what is the meaning of professional wrestling? You'll put in your donation amount. We'll give you an answer. Like the meaning of professional wrestling is 42. Thank you so much. We get to keep a little bit more of the cut. We're happy. Sean's happy. The lights stay on. Humperchats.com. Ding. Bing Damn it. I said I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> Every time. Uh, Brian Myers takes on Tyler Turva. Turva's a local talent to uh, the Toronto indie scene. Very cool to see him on Impact. They set this match up at the press conference last week that uh, we kind of talked about last Friday. Uh -huh. Either way, fine. the match was fine. It was as, as expected. Uh, I love that uh, the whole time Gia Miller's like, Tyler Turva says he's young, fit, and stupid pretty. And he's one of those things. Cresta, what one of those things do you think Tyler Turva is? Young, fit, or stupid pretty? Pretty. Stupid pretty. Oh. Pretty. pretty. <laughs> stupid. Anyway, he loses this match, but it looked pretty good at it. He's got a top rope handstand splash that he calls the Topsy Turva, which... It just tickles me. I love it when they name names very sillily, and that's mm -hmm. it. Uh, Turva evades disaster at one point. He's trying to get into a flip position, and there's noise outside. Just ignore it, I swear. There's, It's fine. Don't, no don't, worries. Okay, we don't, don't judge. Worry. I live in New York. Exactly. Uh, he turns it into a sunset flip pin after the flip kind of goes awry, and it almost turned into disaster. So he, he got uh, out of that. He avoided it. Good stuff there. Myers eventually crotches Turva on the top rope, hits the roster cut, gets the win. I don't have anything to add to this. Tyler Turva looked good for what was his, uh, wasn't his, I don't know if that was his impact debut, but he looked good here. What do you think? I thought he looked great. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice tried to run away. I had to jam, jam it back in. Um, I thought he looked great here. He worked really well. The good hands, shenanigan, and all up in the match, not mad at it. 
I think at this point, whenever you're the ref, I would just eject them from start. Because I think in the last three matches, the good hands have been in. They've been ejected from the match. <laughs> so it was a good, fine standard match. I hope to see Mr. Um, Turva. Yeah, Topsy Turva. <laughs> I hope to see him back because he was really good. I liked him. He was, and he will most likely be back. Uh, Impact does come back to Windsor. He'll probably get the call for that. And in August, they're going to be back in Toronto. Wouldn't be surprised to see him back there as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. I'm, I'm excited to see him get some topsy turva time. Yeah. Yeah. Impact opens up with Bully Ray coming out. He's got to address the, the crowd, the audience, and explain himself. He says, do you know who I am? And by the way, when he does that, I'm now thinking it's the new whoop. So... What do you want to talk about? I agree. That's that. That's his. What do you want to talk about? Or someone uh, who I don't know who else has a catchphrase. It'll come to me while you're speaking. But continue. But it's that. That's what it is. What do you want to talk about? Anyway, he says I'm the most hated man in this company in the entire wrestling business today. By the way, I like outside of the NWA where he's somehow still a face. Not important. Uh, he says his entire career is about putting people through tables. Nobody's done it better. He says men, women, old ladies, owners of companies, presidents of Impact Wrestling. I put them through tables. And he says, you know, really piss me off and you get under my skin. I light that table on fire. And then he says, under siege, I took Scott Demore. He pissed me off and I burnt him to a crisp. And so I'm going to win the 841 match go on to slammiversary and become a three-time impact champion out comes steve macklin macklin says i love every bit of what we did but the only reason it happened is because i steve macklin allowed you to bully starts getting hot he's getting real and then all of a sudden stops himself and he says you know what steve macklin you're right you're the world champion i'm wrong and then macklin says Bully, you did the right thing. You acknowledged me as the man around here, as the champion. And then Bully's like, well, what if we continued as a team? And what if we did what we did in Under Siege? We continue as a team. And Bully's like, well, not if I win it against all odds and go on to Slammiversary. And Macklin's like, well, I'd be more than happy to be your opponent. And then outcome owners City Machine Guns. This is a whole opening segment of all, everyone's just coming out, Cresta. Like, I don't even know where to go with here. Shelly comes out. He's like, I'm the number one contender. Macklin's not going to walk out as champion. Uh, Bully's like, time out. I could dress you down on the mic, Alex Shelley. I could berate you, but I'm one of the most honest people in this industry. And he calls Alex Shelley, great professional wrestler, says, you know, Motor City Machine Guns, Team 3D, tore down all the houses and Impact. They did all the great things. Bully says Shelley could never win the big one, and that's what bugs him. And then Saban, Chris Saban, his tag team partner, pulls out the mic and says, ah, da, 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 Bully, 10 years ago, you said the same thing to me. And I beat you for that Impact World title. That was such a good comeback line. Such a good line. But then Bully comes back and he's like, and then I won it back one month later. And Macklin's like, oh, okay, okay. We're we're not doing this right now. We're not, no history lessons. Macklin calls Shelly arrogant, said he proved everybody wrong by becoming champion. So what makes Shelly so sure that he can beat him, that he can even do it? And Shelly just says, yep. I like this. This is this is where the, the end of this promo actually got really good. Uh, he says, what's different this time? He says, you're no Josh Alexander. If he had gotten hurt, Macklin wouldn't be champion. And then Saban challenges Bully and Macklin to a tag match. Bully says, absolutely, but not tonight. And for some reason, now comes subculture. And I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. But subculture is just like, hey, listen, if we're throwing out open challenges, we'll do it. So Motor City Machine Guns versus subculture is the dream match they want. Shelly's like, let's do it. And then Macklin's like, or they tell Macklin to keep his eyes open ahead of against all odds. That's the segment for Christ's sake, Cresta, talk to me because I just did a lot of it. Got you. Let's talk. Let's go from the top of the, the promo. 
when Bully Ray said I'm the most hated man in wrestling, at first I was like, normally I don't disagree with you, Bully. I mean, normally I don't agree with you, Bully, but you might be right. But then I thought about it. You're not the most hated man in wrestling. <laughs> and you're not even the most hated person in Impact Wrestling. Darn. <laughs> I had to really think about it. I was like, ay, ay, ay. It was good. It was good. <clears throat> when he said, I only allow you to do something and Bully Ray switch, I felt like in that moment, based off of Bully Ray's character, you know the type of person you can work with. You can't goad him the way you could goad Josh Alexander and be Mr. Nice Guy. With Macklin, they're positioning, positioning him in a way where it looks like he has an ego problem or a you-need-to-respect-me problem. So I can see Bully Ray trying to worm his way into it. I can also see Macklin beating him out of Bully Ray. Low-key don't want to see that because, again, I y'all know how I feel about Bully Ray, but, like, elder abuse. You already did it to PCO. I don't, I don't need to see it again. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see it again. I, I kind of like the idea, though, mm. because if Macklin beats the shit out of Bully, Macklin says, I'm the top dog. I'm the most hated. Not you. That's true. <clears throat> That's a fair point. That is a fair point. I'll also say what he said. <laughs> now nah, skip that because when Bully Ray was like, "You could have your little moment or whatever," it is like, bro. He, but Macklin did have his moment. For all of the naysayers, including myself and anyone who were like, eh, whatever, Macklin really did that against PCO to a point where it's almost unnecessary. So you can't be mad at him, Bully Ray. Um. The fans also for this segment was amazing. <laughs> Every when someone said, Bully Ray had said, Oh, I'm gonna take it off. You saw it in the crowd said, No chance. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Motor City Machine Guns, he's absolutely right. Alex Shelley's name should be considered when we talk about greats, and his name is not brought up enough. A lot of people, and I've heard this promo from similar wrestlers in Impact before, a lot of people study Alex Shelley. A lot of people copy Alex Shelley. But when you talk about your top five, you never mention Alex Shelley. But you'll look at Alex Shelley and the people that copied Alex Shelley and say them, but you won't mention Alex Shelley, which I thought was crazy. And then when he said, bro, you couldn't, your people like you don't win this. I was like, oh my God, I can hear Triple H. That's my lot. That's my lot. But also Chris Saban made a good point. Even though you took it off of him a month later, he still took it off of you after you said he couldn't. So also that Josh Alexander lot, I can see Josh at home like, hey, I'm not even there. <laughs> you got to keep, you gotta keep, the, uh, keep the, the seat warm. You got to keep the throne hot for when Josh comes back, right? I mean, I guess it was it was so funny because I I was one of those people, much like you, Joel's like, Macklin's gonna take it off of Alexander. But I have heard people say, Alex, that's not happening. They building Macklin up to get his to, to get his feelings hurt. That's the PG 13 version. To get his feelings hurt. So for them to say that on TV, I was like, yikes. And then when he was like, I don't know why you laughing, oh man, Josh Alexander beat you up. <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns are one of the best tag teams nobody talks about and individual wrestlers nobody talks about because that was classic. That was such a good promo from everyone involved. And respect to subculture for saying, Psh, if y'all don't fight, I'll do it. Because not every day you get a chance to fight Motor City Machine Guns. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I respect it. Yeah, and they and listen, the match, we're going to talk about it. That was the main event tonight, Motor City Machine Guns and subculture. And that match was mm-hmm. freaking great. It was it a lot. It was a little slow at first, and we'll, we'll get into it. But, man, it went all 
sorts of great after it picked up. Uh, yeah, but going back to the to the main event, you've got Shelly and Macklin at against all odds. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be another Macklin win. Uh-huh. But then Bully's around the corner. The Slammiversary main event is going to be the 8-4-1 winner getting that. Where does Bully factor in? Bully, I, I, you got to assume Bully and uh, and Scott Demore have something coming up at Slammiversary, right? I mean, anything Bully's in, I'm expecting shenanigans. I'm expecting cheating, eventually leading to a hardcore no rules match. So with that being said, I thought he, wait, is the 8-4-1 an X Division match? No, it's a World Heavyweight Championship number one contender match. Because I it, it wait because I thought they said Bully Ray was going to go for the X Division champion to cash it in or something like that. No, he's going to win the match at against all odds, and the winner of the match gets the number one contendership for Slammiversary. I mean, if he doesn't cheat or get cheated out his boots, I could see it because there's a lot of people in that match that could potentially win. And there's a few people that negate each other. Bully is one of those people that could potentially win, but he's also someone who gets negated by other people who you screwed over. So I don't know. And Nick Aldis is in that match. You screw over Nick Aldis, you got Sheldon Jean, yeah. But Bully Ray, much like Eddie Edwards, has screwed over tons of people. We'll talk about the uh, the 8-4-1 match when we run down that against all odds card. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Nick Aldis, we got another edition of What's All This Then? Shut up! <laughs> 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 they bring out Jimmy Jacobs to run these. I I still don't know why Jimmy Jacobs is the guy running the what's all this then segments with Nick Aldis. Because like Gia Miller could do these, but why not? Why not her? Is she just is she too short? Like I don't I don't get it. Anyway. I can't. I'm not moving. <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. It's rude when you say, but if they would have said it there, it'd be funny. That's all I'm saying. It's rude when you say it. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. I wish someone would explain to me. That was free. That was free. I don't know why they didn't know what's all this then. <laughs> what's all this then? They should just call it. Anyway, it, and I see someone in the chat saying, like, I hated this segment. It makes Alda seem self-centered. They have a point, so let's run it down. He says, when I'm dressed like this, I feel like a dangerous man. And the first thing I think about, I'm a Canadian. I'm like, you dress like Don Cherry. And that's not I'm a not good thing. If, if, believe me, Canadians right now are like, no. Don Cherry has said some pretty stupid shit on the air. He was he was a hockey coach for years. He he and he, but he just became like this pundit and like this super conservative douchebag who says things on the air just to say it. Anyway, so I'm like, why are you dressed like Don Cherry? Oh, he's known for wearing like extravagant, ugly jackets and suits. Not ugly. I that thought the suit was, was nice. No, he was wearing a plaid jacket and a black waistcoat. What did he think he was accomplishing here? It's called fashion, Joel. Look it up. What the? No, it's not. <laughs> dressing, dressing like a lumberjack in Canada is not fashion. Yo, you're on fire tonight. Joel said it's my birthday. Bang, 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 bang. I was tired tonight. Anyway, it says it feels like a dangerous man because he's dressed like Don Jerry. And it says, I feel even more dangerous when I have the momentum behind me and I'm feeling like a dangerous man. He puts over Kenny King, which is great. Says I'll be part of 841. And then he says, what's so unique about this match is that I had to find the chemistry with three other men and then they become my adversaries and it takes a set of skills only a world champion understands. I'm looking at that field, by the way. I'm pretty sure everyone there has been a world champion in Impact. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> he says... You add the the set of skills 
plus the momentum, plus the ability to adapt. I, I guarantee that I will win 8-4-1 and I will become the next Impact World Champion. Okay, so what do you think of this match? What you, Not match, what do you think of this segment with Nick Aldis? I have to agree with the self-centered thing now that I've now that it's been put to me in that way. I think there's better use of Nick Aldis's time. I think that there is so there's a better way to use him to get over the fact that he is an impact wrestling. I think he's a great talker. I kind of I kind of feel like this segment isn't needed. You know what I mean? I feel like there's there's something else. I'd rather hear him backstage, like you said, with Gia Miller and Gia Miller asking him spicy-ish questions or whatever it is. So I, I, it's not relatively offensive. I just think that there's something better. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could have done something in the ring. He could have done an in-ring interview. That would have been good. I don't know what these... Again, the, we've mentioned this before on the show. When all this does these segments, they be, he becomes British Cody Rhodes. He's got his own segment. He's got his own, like his own hype guy. He's got everything to himself. He's on his own Cody Island, Nick Aldis Island. And it just doesn't make sense. What are you doing here? And if this is all leading to Macklin winning and beating Nick, uh, beating Nick Aldis, fine by me. But if this is leading to Nick Aldis winning the Impact World Championship, I have feelings, not happy ones about that. My only complaint really about that segment is that they played his theme music all throughout it. And then it gets stuck in my head because it kind of sounds like Seamus's old music, but like a lower, slower version. So all I'm here is over my head. Like, please, no more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. After all that hard work Macklin did, it would be a shame for him to lose it this fast. But at the same time, Impact has a lot of good people, including Nick Aldis, who I wouldn't hate being champion. If you have feelings, I have feelings too. It's fair. You're allowed to have your feelings. I feel like, speaking of feelings, there is an opportunity to have Macklin continue winning his matches. He's a heel. He can get away with it. It's fine. Uh But I want to see Josh Alexander eventually come back, challenge for that title that he never lost, lose the first one to shenanigans, you can run three matches out of this. I wouldn't hate that. But again, there's plenty of time because we don't know what the recovery timeline is for uh-huh. Josh Alexander. I just know that coming in and having Nick Aldis be the next guy, you don't need that. You don't need Brutus Magnus. You don't need that at this juncture in, in Impact Wrestling. You have so many young guys and girls for that matter because there have been female world champions. And you've talked about that on your interview in the spotlight. We've talked about it on this show as well. There are other women who could challenge for the impact world championship. That doesn't need to be Nick Aldis. I don't know what this is. Actually, I've said this before. I wouldn't be surprised if this is because Nick is on a short term handshake deal. According to reports, Uh, this is just him waiting out until WWE comes through for him. Cause there is in, that hiring freeze there you know the again the reported hiring freeze don't do my you know don't do my man impact like that i always tell people this all your favorite stuff come from impact everyone just take from impact and then you want to be like impact sucks after you done took you done took my people you took my wrestling you took my gimmicks took my pro what i have left i got nothing left i got nothing left man <laughs> i'll tell you someone who also has nothing left that's yuya yumura who uh <clears throat> gets his ass beats by Edward Edwards 
Thanks to Lish. This match, it didn't do much for me. The end was fun just because mm-hmm. Yuya goes for the crossbody. Edwards gets that awkward knee coming off the top rope by from Yuya and then hits a tiger driver, gets 2.9, and then follows up with the Boston knee party. Yuya looks fine. Again, Yuya knows how to wrestle. I'm still waiting for that moment that breaks through the yeah. Yuya Yumura story. Because yeah. right now he's still young lion on excursion. Give me more. Give me some. And, and uh, unfortunately, Shota Umino in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling is doing the I look like Tanahashi's younger dipshit brother. So Yuya can't do that because Yuya has the hair and the look. He yeah. looks like Tana in a good way. But they're just not letting him do that because you have Shota being a shithead over there in New Japan. And that's his gimmick. So I don't know what to think of Yuya. I'm waiting for more. But that wasn't the point here. Post-match. Edwards pulls up Yuya and goes for the handshake and then does the oh, too slow and everyone's laughing and having a good time. And then Kazarian comes out. Frankie's like, hey, you know, Edwards, you, you demand respect, but you refuse to give it to young stars like Yu Yumura. This isn't how we were trained to conduct ourselves. And as Eddie walks away, Kazarian just cocks Edwards in the face and then Lish jumps on Kazarian's back and he just flips her to the floor. So, I mean, listen, Everyone kind of sucks here, am I right? Like, what do you think of the match, and what do you think of the post-match, Cresta? I don't think everyone sucks here. She I'm a... flipped her. Listen, <laughs> Linda, listen. First of all, Lish was great here. Oh, before, before y'all, before y'all have your pitchforks, it's like, Cresta, are you, are you well? I like this heel version of Lish. It's a noxious, drunk Boston woman at 3 a.m., Telling you, let's go, Eddie. Kelly, when she was yelling for him to give him the Boston, he was like, I know that girl. <laughs> I've definitely seen that girl do a bunch of Jaeger barbs at the bar and at her boyfriend's outside fighting because the other guy gave her a look. I know that girl. It, it's better than what she was doing, which is, I'm a heel, kind of, but uh, now she's just nasty. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Also, Frankie Kazarian, you're not a baby face here. You sucker fucks Eddie Edwards. Not saying that Eddie Edwards don't deserve it because he's Eddie Edwards. But then you also yeeted Lish, who, again, also kind of deserved it. I thought this was comedy. I'm like, yo, I guess you're all your Kevin Owens shit. You don't care about nothing. Everybody's getting it. <laughs> I love that. I thought this was great. The only one I feel like who didn't gain too much from this is Yuha. Poor Yuha. Like, we need something for the young man. Yuha looks like an idiot. And everyone yeah. here just looks like they're assholes uh, yeah get that's it. Fair. <laughs> like this, oh god this girl from boston is like the worst i know you know that girl it's 3 a.m you're trying to hail a cab and she's on the phone you said you were gonna call me when you got home you stupid i can't stand you and i can't find my shoes <laughs> one day <laughs> one day i'm going to be asked to interview lish and she's gonna be like I see what you said about me on the post show. And I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Listen, at the end of the day, I think this is peak heel work. I don't, uh, listen, I. Don't be mad at me because Zarian called your husband Ed Edwards. (laughs) Hey, we call him Edward Edwards. So I kind of get it. What is Eddie short for? Edward. (laughs) Edward Edwards. Edward Edwards. Anyway, let's move on. Decay takes on OVE. This is another quick match. Black Taurus and Crazy Steve are on their way out as far as I can tell because Black Taurus is a, a free agent now. And then OVE, you've got Sam Callahan, Jake Chris. Jake Chris, of course, was here for the tapings. 
the opening bite from Crazy Steve made Cresta very happy. I know it did. And then just the, the double kick from on Steve, who plays dead until being arisen by Black Taurus and then gets Gorilla Press Slam to the outside. It's fun. They And they play chicken on each other's shoulders until Jake Chris hits a Chris Cutter on Crazy Steve, gets the win. That's not really what's important here because, again, the post-match is where we set it all up. Khan from the design shows up and he double choke slams Callahan and Jake Chris. Then Diener Angels and Khan beat down both men. Rich Swan arrives late with the chair. And this is actually where I like it. They go backstage or backstage, they're, they're outside. And Callahan is upset that Rich Swan didn't show up quicker with the steel chair to even up the odds. And Swan's like, uh, it's not my fault. I was in Santino's office. I was signing papers for the 841 match. And I love that they explained that. And then they Callahan was like, okay, okay, I got it. Okay. Doctor is gonna call the monster. Who's the monster, Cresta? I'm going to agree with numerous people in the chat. <clears throat> Madman Fulton, now that I know exactly who's in OVE and not Reno Scum, so I will stop saying Reno Scum. The name is just great. <laughs> I had to do some research, and uh, Chris is a little dumb sometimes, so there you have it. I agree. I think, I think it'll be Madman Fulton. I think the band is getting back together. For two seconds, I was going to say it was PCO, then I realized he's in the airport one. So. PCO uh, was also dead. <laughs> PCO is not dead. PCO is very much still alive, regardless of what happened this past week. Uh, can't be abyss. He works for WWE. Madman Fulton is a good shout. I could see it being him. There are no other monsters that are attached to Sammy and Jake that would work. This uh -huh. is the time. That'd be good. This is a good time to bring him in and uh, pretty easy, pretty easy deal. But uh, Design's got to win this match if they come in. That it's just got to happen eventually, right? The Design has to win something at some point, at some time, and I like. Diener when he hit the antidote on um oh my god uh, Sam Chris Chris oh, he, he, he hit it on Chris you're right and it's like it looks so clean and every time I see Diener wrestle I see a significant improvement it's one of those things that makes me wonder like why won't you guys I guess give him the same treatment y'all gave Eric Young for the design let them really be in their final form. I think even if Madman Fulton and with Jake Chris coming back, they could still take the loss and you would do so much for both of them. But at some point we have to do something with the design for real, for real, for real. Like you can't build them up. Like they're these monsters that you're getting. Sorry, Sammy Cal. You get outsmarted by Sammy Callahan by himself. And you know where they're going to be for this uh, impact against the lodge show, right? I do not. They are in Columbus, Ohio. Oh. OVE is Ohio versus everybody. So you do OVE with Chris and Callahan and Fulton. Hopefully the design win in this case because it would be nice to have them pick up a win and then do something on the fallout that leads to Slammiversary for the blow off between Diener and Callahan. It's got to happen. They got to get to the finish of this, right? I mean, I thought it would be a nice welcome back for OVE as a faction if they won in Ohio. But can you imagine the heat? I mean, I saw some heat last night. <laughs> but the heat? Like, Doug Callis heat, Dominic heat, OVE losing in Ohio. I mean, it works. And and again, you got to get to Slammiversary and you can't do it with a dead feud between Diener and Callahan. You got to finish it off. That's fair. That's fair. I Again, I'm always against your hometown hero losing, especially after you have them just form 
But the heat on that would be disgusting. And then going into Slammiversary, people be like, yo, Dina, you got to go. But then at that point, you have to have the design win every time up until then, in my opinion. In my opinion, they've been losing far too much for far too long. They got to win everything until then. And if you want to win everything, always, forevermore, come and join us at FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the business. You have so much news. Even tonight, we had Lady Frost interview notes. We had information on a certain impact talent who's about to become a free agent whose name is not Jordan Grace. We also dropped that news during Under Siege, but there's more. There are other impact stars who are heading towards potential free agency. We have that news on FIFAselect.com. We have news on a potential new Universal Championship belt. If y'all are belt people, you got to join us on FIFAselect.com. Five bucks. That's what you got. Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen, who joins us for the big pay-per-views. You got Ask Rhapsody. They dropped one today. Usually Sean Ross Sapp does a Q&A, but once in a while, Jimmy Van does one too. And I get to host those with him. We're going to do one this month eventually. Don't know when. We'll figure it out. But either way, that's coming here on FIFAselect.com, along with Sour Grabs if you want the sour side of WWE Raw SmackDown with Alex Pulaski and our friend Kate from the ROH Post Show and coexisting after dark, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We drop podcasts so often on this channel that it's worth it. It's worth it for five bucks. Get all that exclusive content, not just the news, but also exclusive talky talk. That's us over at FightfulSelect.com. Bing? Bing! Oh, okay, cool. Speaking of which, Trinity takes on Savannah Evans. It was a good match. I actually really liked it. Yes. A very pretty match. Yeah, very pretty match. Uh, no surprise, Trinity gets the win. I like that Starstruck is the move that Trinity is going to go with. Uh-huh. And I especially like it because it's going to be Trinity versus Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact Knockouts Championship at Slammiversary. We have to get there beforehand. We'll talk about the match. We'll talk about where we go. But I love, love that Starstruck is an arms-based submission and diana's venus de milo is an arms based submission so those two are absolutely going to go ham on each other it's there's a lot of storytelling available there in that submission match because it's gonna it's not a submission match but i feel like it may as well be because i feel like it's going to end in submission what do you uh how do you feel about trinity and diana coming up and then we'll talk about trinity and savannah evans because there's more to the story than just what happened in the match. So you to talk about Trinity and Deanna first, my I do like that idea that you said about the both of them both having arm um arm submissions. That's a good shot. I didn't think about that before you said it. I also noticed tonight that at the end, when she obviously Trinity tapped out Savannah Evans, when she did Starstruck, it was kind of a modified Starstruck this time. She had Savannah Evans' leg, her arm, I'm sorry, her and her leg was um higher. It looked like almost like an octopus stretch on the ground. And any other time I've seen her do it, it's more like a, I'm pushing you back and leaning you forward at the same time. I like that it can be modified because when you go against someone like Deanna Perrazzo, you need to be on your absolute aim A game because she's going to outpower you and she's going to outthink you and I don't know how this is going to go. On the one hand, I could see them putting the title on Trinity. I think that's a great way to put buzz on the title and the division. 
But also, I can see them having Deanna maintain. I also see a screwy finish. I'm not going to hold you. De depending on how Giselle Shaw feels, uh, this might be a screwy finish. It might, there might be a screwy Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, let's talk about that Trinity. Easy for me to say. And Savannah Evans, I like early on, it's Trinity just trying to overpower Evans. But of course, Savannah is the much bigger competitor. So she's going to take her down every time. There's good storytelling in this match. It's, uh, it's, it's a simple, straight up, you know, bigger person versus littler person match uh, -huh. uh trinity is going and getting the speed up getting the kicks and then evans just drops her with a big old pop up power bomb for two and then gets that uh, trinity gets that glow kick or the disaster kick as cody rose would call it they do a top group crossbody by trinity on giselle shaw that looked a little awkward but they ended up kind of picking up from there it's okay then they do the sunset flip into the starstruck that's the submission victory for trinity and then trinity calls out diana perrazzo Perrazzo comes out. The challenge is laid down by Trinity. Deanna says, let's dance. Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans go after Trinity and Deanna Perrazzo. Jay Vidal hits Deanna with a loaded purse and then <clears throat> gets dropped by Trinity, I think it was. And then Shaw picks up the purse and then takes out Trinity. And then out comes Jordan Grace. And Jordan Grace gets basically kneed to death by Giselle uh -huh. Shaw. <laughs> and that seems to be the end of Jordan Grace and Impact for now. Once again, one thing we, we reported that Jordan Grace is a free agent as of now. She is wrapping up with Impact Wrestling. This was her her last appearance. Uh, they didn't kill her, which is usually the sign that Impact is done with you forever and ever. Amen. No, instead they played it off as she was taken out so badly that they're hoping that maybe Jordan comes back sooner than later. What uh, what do you think of this potential write off for Jordan Grace? It was nice. I think that when you have a chance. In Giselle Shaw's position, taking out Jordan Grace, assisted or not, is still a good notch on your belt, on your, your bad guy belt. Jordan Grace is a name, and that's a powerhouse name. So good for her. Good for her and the both of them. Um, I hope Jordan Grace comes back, but I can understand if you want to go to Greener Pastures. I'm looking at my notes, y'all. Give me a second. My brain is soft. I smooth brain. 
Um, the one thing I will complain about in that post-match with um, Deanna and Trinity, I just kind of wish that Trinity's promo was a little bit more um, confident instead of, I'm not going to take too much of your time. No, you deserved it. You deserve it. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. I think she wrestled great. I think the post-match was great. I foresee a Deanna and Trinity versus Shaw and Evans match on the horizon. So I'm not upset. Well, they've already announced it. It's happening against all odds. Well, that's why I get for paying attention, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is why I write things down, because smooth brain. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is this is the match for against all odds to get us closer. It's a can they coexist type of tag match. That's fine. Again, Trinity and Deanna on the same team taking on Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans is a good deal. Uh, they're really going to spend a lot of time telling the story of Deanna and Trinity and who is the baby face, who is the heel, or at least who do you want to cheer? Because both women are very firmly baby faces in Impact uh -huh. Wrestling right now, and they want to have Deanna cheered, but they also know that Trinity is being cheered as well because she's very well-liked. So there's going to be some back and forth. I think that both women are going to find their heat, but I also think that both women are going to, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a respect battle, but mm -hmm. also one that gets a little dirty as well. I think when that match does happen, the impact fans, sometimes we're, I know you can include yourself, Chris, you've been watching impact for a long time. You're a fan. You like the product. I think us impact fans will cheer no matter what. And in a situation like this, it's literally may the best woman win. May the best storyline, I hope it makes the most sense because no matter who they put the belt on or who they, if they keep it with Perrazzo, I don't think it does anything to diminish Trinity or the stock. If anything, I think it elevates everyone because say you can't just walk in here and be like, I, I want a title shot. If they put it on Trinity, there's nothing wrong with that. It elevates. Trinity elevates the whole brand. She's one of the biggest names, one of the most talked about stories for the past two years. And now you have one of the people who was involved in that story in your uh, locker room. So it would make sense. And plus, I I don't want to say that she's the biggest star they have because I think a lot of these people are stars in their own right. But I think putting the belts on her from a business standpoint is an amazing decision. And I don't think, again, it doesn't diminish anybody because this is one of the toughest locker rooms. And if if we want to say technically Jordan Grace was number two, Donyana Perrazzo is number one then. So what does that say about Trinity? I'm interested in seeing what the reaction is if Trinity walks out Impact mm -hmm. Knockouts champion after Slammiversary. I'm interested in seeing the reaction if she loses. But... It feels like she's she should be winning this title at one point. Yeah. I don't know how long she wants to stay in Impact or what her plans are long-term, but it feels to me like she has something to prove. And this is a great opportunity for her to prove it, whether or not she wins. But I want to see what the reaction is like from Impact fans once the match happens and everything does or doesn't in terms of her winning the title. Yeah, no. That's fair because I feel like a lot of a lot of impact fans are very protective of impact in general, especially this iteration that from people's mouths, impact wasn't always the greatest. And this iteration of it has been like, bro, please watch impact. It's so good. So people are going to be very protective of it. And I think that if you watch it and I've seen the improvement from all three times with Trinity, 
You know, so if this is what she's doing just three times, bro, she'll be fine. I think what we may be looking for is more of a brutal killer, but she's not that. And maybe the time will come for that. And that'll probably be a Masha. I think having her go over on a Diona is great because Diona is a technical proficient wrestler. And then you have a measuring stick like a Kelly or a Masha later. I, I think everyone involved here looks great. No matter what you do. I, I don't know how you book it, but I am going to be watching and I'm sports entertained already. Just fantasy booking it in my mind. My brain has Trinity winning at Slammiversary, mm -hmm. especially because she has been on the show. She has been competing. She has been a presence. She's been promoting. She has been the, she hasn't shown up and, and, you know, just been there. She's been a part of it. She's integrated herself. She's spoken highly of her experience so far. She has waved the flag for Impact Wrestling, and I think a lot of fans do appreciate that. So with that in mind, there's a huge reach as well for Trinity winning that title. It does bring a lot of eyes to the product. Agreed. Or, I, I understand. Like Trinity brings in a demographic. She brings in a group of fans that – some of them, listen, some of them are going to come in and stay and watch her match and go home. And that's still okay because they're still watching Impact and there's still something else might get them invested mm -hmm. if you want them to stick around and watch Impact. But they're still going to watch. They're still going to watch something. And I'm sure that the same thing happens with certain fans of other wrestlers in other companies. We see, again, Mercedes is another one. Mercedes yeah. Monet with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Brought in a lot of eyeballs to New Japan. Whether or not that's effective is another conversation. But... It really does depend on the match. It depends on the experience. It depends on the plans for Trinity. They bring her in. She wins in July after appearing, you know, a couple of months ago in Chicago. If this goes until October, all right, that's fine. Give her a few months with the title belt and then see what she wants to do or see what the plan is. If she wants to be long-term or if she has other plans to move along. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a, that is a safe thing to say. And a good thing to say, I have to echo um, Frankie Kazarian here when he said, bet on yourself. You know, even Josh Alexander, he said, I chose option C. I think Impact Wrestling, especially if you are a woman uh, or a female professional wrestler, that Impact Wrestling is a great place for you to bet on yourself, test your metal, because I think you will find all types of wrestling there. All type, not just, I feel like, especially for women, there's sometimes such a limited scope of what people expect and want women to wrestle as. And I think Impact, you get every bit of it, every way to, every flavor. So if you find what you want and you are a better technical wrestler than, I guess, a sports entertainer, you can find your way in Impact. So I'm, I'm so happy. No matter what, like I said, I feel like it gets elevated no matter what. But from a business standpoint, selfishly speaking, I want her to win. So. And again, that, that's not a bad thing. I see in the chat, someone's talking about Kenny Omega bringing them into Impact Wrestling. They were an AEW fan. Kenny won. They stuck around. They liked what they saw in Impact. That happens too. Yeah. And, and that's totally what we're talking about here with Trinity. There are fans who will come in. Some will be like, all right, I only want to watch what she's doing. Fine. But some might see someone like Jody Threat, or they might see someone like, I don't know, Steve Macklin. I don't know. Maybe they'll like a character and they'll come in and be like, oh, I like this. This is different. I want to see more of this. And that's a good thing. You know, everyone can find their way and get their shine. And again, to piggyback on the point that you and I make quite often, when you come to Impact, you're often there and kind of renewing your 
ability and you're renewing your your value for other companies to pick you up down the line, WWE, AEW, whatever it is. But that doesn't mean it's the be all end all for everyone. You know, Trinity might be like, I want to plant my flag here and stay here for the rest of my life. We don't know what her intentions or her plans are. And that wouldn't be half bad. I feel like when you think about impact, a lot of people have gotten starts rejuvenated and have found their way there and say, you know what? This place kind of rocks. I'm, I'm going to stay, you know, like this place is the best. And I feel like impact rewards you whether you want to stay or go, but especially if you want to stay, say what you want about Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is always wrestling on a pay-per-view unless you want to take time off. Yep. Say what you want about PCO and Sammy Callahan, but they always making sure they on that card. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I respect it. So this is this is interesting. I I really want more people. I cannot stop praising Impact enough, and I want more people to watch it. So if she brings more eyes to it, like you said, even if it's just what the hell is this moose guy doing afterwards? Gotcha, bitch. You know. <laughs> True. Anyway, let's move on. Danny Luna versus Jody Threat. By the way, good conversation. That was. Uh, that that's good. I I it, it gets me more uh, invested in Trinity's mm-hmm. impact run because there are some days where I wonder to myself like, what's she really doing here? But there's no wrong answer. Well, I mean there is, yeah. but what she's doing has not proven to be a wrong answer. Um, I think that impact is again one of these places where if you want to talk about, it, I think it's easy just to be like impact sucks, bit call it a day but if you want to have a nuanced conversation about it i'm always down for that you know and no matter if it was trinity or mercedes or even becky lynch i don't think it matters who it is if you go to impact wrestling you will change for the better and everyone around you will be for the better i took a wrestling class many moons ago and one of the first things they taught us is that the first goal of professional wrestling is to make somebody else look better and i think impact does a good job of keeping true to that nature so watch impact that's the moral watch impact wrestling it is that's right (laughs) danny luna and jody threat i enjoyed this what match. A good match it was so different from the other jody threat matches that we've talked about i like that danny luna who has been around for a little while she did her homework she evaded jody threats uh german suplex after the middle rope uh dive that that threat usually does mm-hmm. threat does this like michinoku grace driver hybrid that looks like it almost knocked out danny luna but it was real good Danny comes back, hits that big lariat and into a powerbomb. Then another stiff lariat, 2.9 is good stuff. And then Threat debuts the F-bomb on Impact Wrestling. Matt Raywald had mentioned that he'd seen it on the indies, and I've seen it too. It's like a rock powerbomb. It looked a little rough. Honestly, I think it's just because people don't know how to take it yet. Danny Uh Luna tried. She's never, obviously, she seems to have never taken it. The more people see it and the more people learn how to do it, the better it's going to look. We said the same thing about the F416 when uh, when she debuted the first time in Impact. So now Jody's trying a new thing, a new finish. I like that she's kind of expanded her arsenal. What did you think of Luna and Threat? I said this on Twitter and I'll say it again. Jody Threat is a little wrestling gremlin and I live, I live, I love her theme song. I like how she's become more confident in the ring, especially in Impact. She's so good. I felt a little bit bad at first for Danny Luna, like, damn, Jody Threat is about to beat you up and uh, Subculture about to lose twice tonight. But that is not what happened. Danny Luna by no means got beat up. They beat each other up. That was a fight. The girls were fighting tonight. At first, it felt like um, 
Jody Threat was in control of the beginning of the match, and even uh, Ray Walt put over a commentary that Luna it was was or is a power lifter, and that if she could grab Threat, she could manhandle her, and that's what she did for a minute. Um, like you said, there was that weird Tiger Driver thing that um, Threat did to Danny, which was, and then she turned that into that other f bomb. I was like, Jesus Christ! I can't wait for the three-way between her, Kinky Kelly, and Masha. It's going to be real good. <laughs> oh, listen, if it bleeds too much, this is going to be me watching it. <laughs> is that is that the Slammiversary match in your head? I, I don't see a reason for Jody to be involved in that yet. I don't see how she fits in that yet. And I think... Like with uh with Killer Kelly, how we gave her so much time. We need to do the same with Jody Threat for just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. I think since the Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich feud just is really starting, that there's more fuel in that tank. You could eventually add Jody Threat, but Jody Threat seems to be doing the don't bully anyone, and these two are bullying each other. <laughs> you see, I see this as perfect because Kelly is dominating right now. Masha has always been dominant. Jody Threat is undefeated. So Kelly and Masha can start a whole like one of us deserves to be the next in line for the knockout championship. Kelly could be the one to be like, I deserve it. Masha, you suck. And then Jody could come out and just be like, I'm undefeated. I've beaten everybody here. Not yet but at, let's say later on in a couple of weeks you know i've beaten everyone that's been put in front of me i deserve next and then you do the three-way at slammiversary winner becomes number one contender for the impact knockouts championship i like it and all i hear it in my mind is jody just music i was faced in hell i was faced in hell i don't know who did that theme music it's different from her indie music but it's pretty it's good so good it's little gremlin music i live i live i'm a little gremlin too so i live <laughs> speaking of gremlin santino is backstage with joe henry <laughs> henry's like you'll get your revenge he'll get his revenge but he says santino you should get yours santino's like oh i'm not an active competitor i can't do his thing they end up sounding like triumph the insult comic dog I forgot you unlocked the cursed memory. I forgot about Triumph the Insult Dog. <laughs> I'm not I'm not an active competitor for me to poop on. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, you. early 2000s. <laughs> so old. Anyway, uh, Kenny King and Sheldon Jean walk in. They remind everyone that Jean broke Henry's nose in Toronto after Rebellion. And then Santino is He's like, fine, okay, I'll make Shelton Jean versus Joe Hendry for next week. They walk out, and then he says that against all odds, it's going to be Hendry versus Dango for the Digital Media Championship. Once again, we don't want to see another disqualification, so is it going to be a dot combat match? What are we going to do? How are we going to get through this match, Crest Star? Joel, I have a confession. I don't want to see this match because I think, I think Dango takes it off of Hendry. It's entirely possible. I think at this point that uh, Dango would take it off of Hendry. It would solidify this new character. And uh, no shade. I think I think Hendry's done what he needs to have done with that digital media championship. I don't like it. 
I don't like it, but I think that if he wrestles him again, and it's going to be even worse if it's a dot-com match, because that means no disqualifications, and no disqualifications means yambag Yahtzee. Yeah, but it also means that the uh, Sony Dreamcast makes another appearance. At the expense of Joe Hendry dropping the title, I believe. If they do a Triumph the Comic Consult Dog spot, I know they're watching. It's going to be you on the other side of the ring like, uh, Joel. <laughs> That's a PS2 and it has a Triumph Salt Comic Dog DVD inside. With a cigar in your mouth. <laughs> Come over here. I want to talk to you. Let and Santino can hit him with the serpent. He can hit him with the cobra. It'll be it'll be a hardcore match and a hardcore match. Oh my god! And then he can fight on Johnny Swinger's pushy. Ah, it's like arm wrestling. What are we doing here? No, I don't belong here. What the hell am I doing here? Super, I don't belong here. Super serious wrestler Dango getting interviewed by Triumph, the insult comic dog. <laughs> Dango, you are a dancer. Tell me about when you borrow dance. This is the best darn interview show you're ever going to see on over here on Fightful, okay? This is a post show. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what show this is. It's the best one, okay? Anyway. Shaw Ross that pays us the big bucks. Kinky Kelly. Kinky Kelly's back in all draped in red. And she says, when two humans are locked in a cage, their instincts take over and they fight like animals. But when you chain two humans together, they fight like dogs. Let's allow our instincts to take over and our primal nature too. And then says, make yourself useful, Masha. Let me wrap this chain around your neck while I gaze into your eyes, while I watch the most basic instincts kick in, the sweet instinct to survive. This is a children's program. <laughs> A children, you know, children watch this program, ma'am. This is a children's program. I don't know what happened to Killer Kelly. She's always been kinky, but man, we're leaning into it. She had the red light on and everything, girl. She said, "Happy Pride, come here, girl." <laughs> I mean, I ain't mad at it. I want to watch, but <laughs> but like this is, I I don't know what we were promoting here—a dog collar match or that was a, I mean, I'm a I'm a watch, but I I don't know what was being promoted. Honestly, if uh, if I don't see Johnny Swinger get involved in this, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Zicky Dice is gonna make it win. <laughs> I. Train, I I trained her in the dungeon, Daddy. She's got all the moves now. That's all it needs to be. <laughs> Book it, you cowards. <laughs> Have them do a monster's ball match in the swinger dungeon. <laughs> do it, you cowards. Like, I don't even know what we're... I love it, but also I'm like, why? What's going on with this woman? Like, does someone need to step in and just be like, you okay? You go? Cool? We need to talk about it? Nah, man. You know, sometimes when two adults love each other, they don't know how to express it. <laughs> Killer Kelly, I have a dog. Put the chain on me. Sorry, let's call back. That's exactly how that would have went, too. Yeah. I have a dog. You can put the collar on me. Ah. <laughs> There's a segment of our audience right now who's very confused. Rightfully. If you were born in 2003, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, they're going to do that knockouts dog collar match at Against All Odds, and they're going to do Henry and Dango at 
against all odds. The X Division Championship, they're going to do a rematch. Saban and Trey Miguel. I'm looking forward to that one. Saban could do it. This could be nine time Saban. Nine time. Nine. If they don't do a video package with him saying nine times and showing him every time he won the title, it's a missed opportunity. He said it nine times on TV. Just do it. Just comedy comes in threes. This could be the second time. And when he wins, you could do it the third time. Just, just do it. Hey, Impact Post-Production, I know some of y'all watch this. Let's get on it. Come on. Uh, Kazarian takes on Edward Edwards because, of course, he does in a battle of fur. Who is the worst? Uh, <laughs> Sean Evans take on Perrazzo and Trinity. We talked about that. It's going to be a good match. For the Impact Tag Titles, the Good Hands are finally getting their match against Ace of Bays. I don't expect that to be a long match. But I I would be surprised if they do a screw job finish and Good Hands win. Oh, I would hate that. But I'd also secretly love it. The Impact World Titles on the line, Macklin and Alex Shelley, and the aforementioned 8-4-1 match. It's going to be Bully Ray, Jonathan Gresham, Heath, Nick Aldis, Moose, Speedball, Mike Bailey, Rich Juan, and PCO. So everyone in this match has been a world champion except for Speedball and Heath. PCO was world champion. PCO was a world champion. Swam was a world champion. Moose was a world champion. Aldous was a world champion. Jonathan Gresham was ROH champion, and he brought that title to Impact, so I'm going to count it. Okay. Bully was a world champion. So everyone here except for I did for not Keith. know PCO was a world champion. Yes, he was. He was a Ring of Honor world champion, too. Excuse me? Yeah. That's when Ring of Honor was really on all cylinders, let me tell you. Pandemic ROH, baby. You know what? Stranger things have been known to happen. I think Roosh... Okay, I can't remember because the lineage is messed up in my head. Roosh and PCO had a match for the title. I don't know who was champion and who beat who, but I'm pretty sure the PCO beat Roosh for the ROH World Championship. Roosh lost? Right, that was scary enough. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> a one starts. It's eight men in the ring. They do a four-on-four four match. So Bully, Gresham, Heath, and Aldis are on one side. Moose, Speedball, Swan, and PCO are on the other. Feels like the four who win this is going to be Bully, Gresham, Heath, and Aldis. Those four are going to compete in a fatal four-way for the Impact number one contendership of the World Championship. So Bully, Gresham, Heath, and Aldis. Does Aldis pin Bully or Heath? You know Jonathan Gresham is taking that pin. That's why I had to think about it. And I'm so upset. Gresham makes sense. You know, Gresham is taking that pin. Heath also kind of makes sense, but you, I, I know Gresham is taking that pin, and I'm upset. I'm upset. Uh, it's either all this or bully, and one of them is gonna have to be neutralized by somebody else. Oh Lord, have mercy. Uh, I just thought uh, the more I'm thinking about bully Ray. Pinning Jonathan Gresham is sending me into orbit, and I don't want that. <laughs> Why does Gresham have to eat the pin? Why can't Heath eat the pin? Because I know how Impact give it up. <laughs> valid point. I, I think last time Gresham didn't eat the pin because you I ate the pin. <laughs> I, would, I would not be surprised if Gresham eats the pin and then we find out, and this is not me reporting, this is not, this is pure speculation, totally out of my brain. Your speculation. I didn't say anything. Do not think that I'm reporting anything. If Gresham eats the pin at Against All Odds, I would not be surprised if we find out that Gresham is also on the verge of free agency in Impact Wrestling. 
That would make sense. It would be six months after he signed. It might be it, but we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. I think it is between Heath and Gresham eating the pen, but I feel like Heath has been through a lot right now. Isn't Rhino, didn't Rhino get his, his knee shredded again <laughs> this time by knee, by, by knee Macklin, Steve Macklin. Yes. So Heath has reason to want to win this match and maybe they'll tell us why next week. I don't think they will, but we'll see. Place your bets, place your bets. Who's eating the pin? <laughs> we'll find out. Next week is against all odds. We will be here Friday, what mm. is it, June the 8th? June the 9th. We will be yes. here live talking about that show, breaking it down here on Fightful.com. Uh, next week on the show, the Blackout Stag titles are on the line. The Coven takes on the Death Dolls. And then in a preview of the 841, Moose and Gresham tag against. Nick Aldis and Rich Swan. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> Who did Grisham piss off an impact? That's my one question now. It's getting weird. I mean, but to me, Moose and Swan. No, I'm sorry. Moose and Gresham as a team make more sense than Swan and Edwards. I mean, I'm thinking of who's in this match. Moose and you could Gresham and Speedball versus Aldis and Swan. Good on PCO and Moose. Even that's weird. I'm not gonna hold you, Chief. This A41 match is kind of weird because almost all of these people, Steve Backlund has already beat up. I'll oh, just no. say it. No, no, he has. Okay, Macklin has not beaten fully. Speedball. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Bully Gresham, Heath, and Aldis. He hasn't beaten Gresham. At least not in the Impact World title thing. In fact, Gresham has beaten Steve Macklin. When when Gresham came in as the Impact, or as the, as the ROH okay, champion, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a match and, and, and Gresham won. Aldis hasn't beaten Macklin. Macklin hasn't beaten Aldis. Aldis just got here. He has... <laughs> I'm just saying, your point is a little moot here. Moose has not beaten Macklin in this case. Speedball and Macklin haven't done anything either since X Division title. I'm trying to think. Did Macklin beat up Moose? I thought I could have swore for sure because Macklin was just beating up everybody. Or was he beating up the same eight people every week? Anyway, Moose and Gresham versus Aldis and Swan. That's a, that's a that's a tag team. Moose and Gresham versus Wrestling. Very strange. <laughs> Main event time, Subculture versus Motor City Machine Guns. This is a great match. It, it was, was. Kind of all Motor City Machine Guns early. Eventually, Subculture takes over. They get some good double teaming on Shelly and then a double mid-rope dive on Sally and Shaven. Shelly and Saban, not not Sally and Sh Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> later in the match, Webster goes around the post, hits a Hurricane Rana on Chris Saban. The magic killer from Motor City Machine Guns is great. Hits 2.9. There's a lot of attempted like double team stuff, really good, fun, fluid wrestling. Saban hits Mandrews with a doomsday dropkick, but Mandrews no sells it. That was weird. And then Subculture tries to do double team stuff to Saban. They break it up. And then they're making Motor City Machine Guns like incredibly strong as Saban hits a cradle shock, turned into a stun dog millionaire by Mandrews. Uh, sorry, he's going for the cradle shock. Uh -huh. Mandrews hits a stun dog millionaire out of that. And then Motor City Machine Guns hit Mandrew with the facial, and then Webster gets a dirt bomb. That is the finish. 
great match. I just completely bungled my way through it. Talk to me, Cresta Star. Flash Morgan Webster literally is blinking. You miss him. He is phenomenal, to say the least. That man was zip-zopping, zoo-wopping all over that match. There's no other way to describe it. Um, the arm drag where I don't know who did this, if it was Mandrews or no, it was Flash Morgan Webster. There was an arm drag where he caught Shelly midair and it felt like visually it re he reversed the motion. Maybe my brain lagged out, but it looked so cool. Cause like literally he caught a midair, just turned it around. It was, whoa, dude, that was so cool. Like the, I can see why subculture said this is a dream match for us. And if I was a, I hate using the term flippy do, but it's just so catchy and funny to me. But if I was a high flyer tag team wrestler, I would want to wrestle the Motor City Machine because, like, that is a bucket list. And you absolutely got that. Um, I like that how both, like you said, both teams tried to double team each other in the ring. But the experienced Motor City Machine Guns, and even though subcultures experience as a team, but Motor City Machine Guns have been teams since the dawn of time so they were able to reverse the double team reverse and that was really cool as well and like you said that dark bomb was yikes i'd be mad i don't know i, I kind of put marbles down on grandpa when they walk up the rail. <laughs> it's a good move the dirt bomb i like it it, it is it is a good name too yeah I, and i like that motor city machine guns took over the magic killer from uh, gallows and anderson I like that they, they took the Good Brothers finish. They started using it because they were the last match that Good Brothers had in Impact. Uh, and that was a, a fun final match for them. Subculture comes in. They didn't win at all during the weekend, but they won a lot of minds over in Impact because that was a good weekend for them, a busy weekend for them. They worked a lot of matches, had really strong uh, appearances. And overall, just they they didn't win, but they definitely won, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I could see them. Sorry. I could see them Amazing sticking time. around. Yo, I'm dying tonight. I don't know what is happening, bro. Um, See, you're dying too. <laughs> I, keep thinking, I keep thinking I'm going to sneeze, and then it doesn't happen, and it's so uh, frustrating. It's allergy season. It sucks. That's what, every time I go to talk, my voice is like, hey, I'm Barbara. Like, no, Barbara, not now. <laughs> but it's like I... I would want subculture to stay around. And even if it's not aces of bays, maybe have a tag team title run or a tag team kerfuffle. Let's say the good hands cheat ace of bays out they boots. I wouldn't be mad if the subculture take uh, would um would fight them. Or even if you have now, if OVE gets back together for real, for real. I think there's a lot of things here for them. Sheldon Jean and Kenny King versus subculture. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people for them to wrestle. And Danny Luna is no slouch herself. I think that any woman in addition to the knockouts division is an asset and she's a really good wrestler. My only complaint now that I'm really thinking about it is that the, the knockouts division just needs a little bit more high-flying women, in my opinion. There's a lot of women who are like, break yourself. <laughs> they need like a, a luchadora, someone who's going to come in. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. But also, I, so I don't think the subculture is signed. Uh, there's, there are a few things that stop that, one being that they're still based in the UK. Uh, the other thing being they are the, – the Impact does this every time, right, where they'll bring in a special guest – for the tapings, they were the special guests for the set of tapings. Uh, 
I think Jake Christ is more likely to stick around having been the special guest just to play out maybe the next couple of months, but also mm. he's more local than subculture, right? You're not buying plane tickets to go across the pond. So yeah, you did make the joke that they thought it was London, London England America, and so. not London, Canada. <laughs> but they made the most of their appearance. They had a great time. They had great showings. I don't see a world in which they are not brought back for mm -hmm. special events. There's always an opportunity. And also, Impact's going halfway across the world in, at the end of June. So who knows? Maybe Subculture makes their way over to Wagga Wagga, Australia. Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. Oi, oi, oi. Or is it Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Sorry, I'm a dumb It American. is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yes, it is. Dumb American. No. I'm sorry, y'all. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Our Aussie fans are very upset. Anyway, that's Impact Wrestling for June the 1st, 2023. Crest to star. Get us out of here. Plug your stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure seeing you here Fridays for the post-impact show with Joel Pearl. Did you know that I'm going to be on the post-impact show? Uh, no, that's not it. That's not what I meant to say. Take two. Thank you guys so much for being here every Thursday with myself and Joel Pearl for the post-impact show. Did you know I'm going to be hosting or part of a three-man booth for the AEW Collision Show starting June 17th? Myself, Rick. Ricco Cucino, I hope I say your name right. I haven't. How do you say his name, Joel? Rick Uchino. Uchino or Ucchino? Uchino, actually. Uchino. Rick Uchino. And your wrestle friend, Iridian. We are going to be covering all things that happened on AEW Collision. I almost said AEW CM Punk because that's what it is. <laughs> I'm so excited. I get to cover CM Punk. <laughs> um, anyways, on Fridays, for the most part, and Wednesdays, you can find me on twitch.tv or tiktok.com at Crescent Star, playing video games or watching wrestling with you. If that was a lot, because I'm crazy, right below me, you have Cresta the Star on Twitter. Linktree is in my bio. Follow me everywhere there. Joe per Pearl, my brain is like, I don't want to talk anymore. Please take me. Take it away, please. Late shows are the best shows. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. You'll find me here, and you'll find me in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 a.m. Eastern till noon over on Fightful Overbooked. Myself and Jeremy Lambert, we're joined by people from all over the wrestling world talking about the stories, the shows, the matches, everything. Go follow us over at Fightful Overbooked. That is our sister channel where we are trending upwards. There's a lot of really great content there. Not just myself and Jeremy, but there are so many other creators so many other people rob and maggie do their show over there uh you've got tag talk with Haley and kylie myself and kate do a show there every sunday at 8 p.m eastern we call it joel and kate at eight so you know that's really original isn't it uh and a ton of other content just go check it out fightful overbooked uh on top of that you'll find me and cresta here every thursday and of course next friday against all odds we will be doing a post show here on youtube.com fightful until then ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Happy birthday, Joel! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.